My name is Jillian Perrick, and I'm a lover of all things orange chocolate, think One Tree Hill is way better than the OC. And as a person who stutters, I hope to one day inspire women with invisible disabilities to overcome their limiting beliefs and start the business of their dreams, just like I did. I'm a mindset coach specializing in imposter syndrome, helping women beat their inner imposter using neurolinguistic programming, hypnosis, and time techniques. And this is the From Imposter to Empowered podcast. This podcast is for you if you're an entrepreneurial woman trying to navigate the online space with a lot of passion and a lot of uncertainty. If you feel like your ideas are unoriginal, that your message isn't necessary or important, or like you're a complete and total fraud, then you've come to the right place. This podcast will take you from imposter to empowered with ninja-like brain hacks, easy to implement strategies, and uplifting real talk to make you feel like everything you want is in reach. Let's get started, girlfriend. Hey everybody, welcome back to the pod. Today we have a very special guest, D.L. Sharon. She is D.L. Sharon on Instagram, D-I-E-L-L-E-C-H-A-R-O-N. D.L. is a sales expert and she helps online coaches reach six figures using her proven strategies and formulas. And she has made over 100K in eight months. And guys, she works full-time like me. The reason why I even know DL is because DL was my very, very first coach. She was in my DMs in January 2019 when I was so nervous, like shitting my pants, like I don't think I can invest. And she was like, I know you can do it. I know that you can be successful. And she was the very first coach that I ever worked with. And she allowed me to have my first launch ever that was super successful I got four people into my program, a high ticket program that I never could imagined would even happen. And it was all because of DL. And she has been an amazing friend throughout this whole process. I am continuously impressed by how she innovates the coaching world. She always has new strategies and new things that she helps her clients implement and is also able to really see the holes in the coaching industry. Something that I love that she does is focuses on lead gen for her clients, which is really important because we're told to like get on Instagram stories and do this and do that. But to actually nurture your leads and have people that are ready to buy from you is such an important thing. And she helps you do that easily. I am so excited to have this conversation with her. And I truly am honored to be in her space. Not only have we worked together with her being my coach, but she also hired me as the mindset coach for her group program consistent clients club and it has been such an honor serving her women in there it's been such an honor working alongside her I love her so much and I loved this interview and I was so excited to have her on so I hope you guys really enjoy this episode we talk about lead gen consistent clients club and all things when it comes to owning your coaching business and kicking ass even if you work full-time okay la, 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 la. okay so I'm just gonna jump into it are you ready yeah. Okay, great. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the pod. Thank you so much to DL to being on today. Thank you so much for being here, DL. I am so excited, Jill. I can't wait to dive in. Yay. I'm so excited. So first, can you tell us a little bit about you? So just so everyone knows, DL was my very, very first coach. I'm like a little nervous interviewing you right now. Oh my goodness. You're so silly. No way. (laughs) So so I I was like, I was a coach. I had been doing it for a year kind of in 2018. But then um, DL was one of those Instagram people who I was on there like 
creeping on her shit, looking at all her stuff. And I was like, okay, like, I think, I think she's got it going on, especially because you were, um, specifically for a coach for side hustlers. And I was like, okay, like this is me right now. Like I'm working so hard at my full-time job, but really want to get my coaching off the ground. So that's why I started talking to DL and she was able to get me into her group. And it was amazing. It was a really great experience. And she is such a smart and, um, caring coach who also gave me that little like tough love that I needed in terms of, because I was all about like doing an online course and having things be this way that I thought they needed to be. So anyways, she really helped me and it was an amazing experience. And now I'm actually the co-coach in one of her group programs, which has been so amazing. And I was so honored when you asked me to be in that group. So yes, introduce yourself, tell us what you do, and we'll get into it. Awesome. Well, yes, my name is DL Sharon. I am a business coach. I specialize in lead generation, sales, and time management for all of my side hustlers out there. And I have been in my business for the past three years. I started off as a life coach. And so I have my MSW, my master's in social work. So I started off life coaching all of my life coaching clients turned into business coaching clients naturally. And then I just kind of found my groove with business coaching. Um, and my true mission is to bring business to side hustlers and to encourage people who have full-time jobs that you can build a very profitable and lucrative business, even if you work full-time. And within like my quote unquote product suite, if you will, I really try to think about what do side hustlers really need what are the things that are really tripping people up when it comes to sales so that's why i focus a lot on lead generation i focus a lot on time management and i try to really be like that gap in the industry and that gap in the market and helping people with their journey um i had the pleasure of coaching you jill and that was so fun and i look and i think back on that jill i call her baby jill i think back on baby jill a lot and you have truly like the definition of blown up like you have really really blossomed and it just kind of takes that first coach to be like hey no i don't think like imagine if you just did that course oh like imagine imagine where oh you would be <laughs> like that's crazy to think about right and so it's just like people the thing I love about coaching this industry, there's a lot of like, not the best stuff going on in the industry, but I really sit back and be like, wow, we're changing people's lives. Like we're changing the trajectory of their life, whether that's in business, health, mindset, like truly we're helping people accomplish their wildest dreams. And you never know, like if you're going to be that person, when you're going to have that transformational moment with someone. And so I love coaching. I love this industry. I love all the things that we're able to do from the comfort of our pink robes and like laptops. And so, yeah, that's just a little bit about me. Yes. And like, it's so true because like the whole reason why I was attracted to what you were doing is because you were making it look like, oh, like you can also work full time while grow your coaching business. It doesn't have to be one or the other. And I just had so many like limiting beliefs and things that were like telling me that I couldn't have everything I wanted. So it just takes that one person to be like, no, like you can have all the things that you want and still be really successful. Like, I don't think you guys understand, like 
Fiel has grown her business massively over the past like year and a half and you, and like you still work full time. So I know that you have an online course, Time Management Queen, which is amazing. So can you tell us some really key time management tips for people who are still working that full-time job, but want to also grow their coaching business? Absolutely. Time management is my jam. And it's really the only way that I've been able to juggle everything. And so when I'm not in a pandemic and when we're not experiencing COVID, um, I work a nine to five and I go out out of my house to go to that job. I'm working from home right now, which has been super nice because typically when I'm going to my job, I have a three hour round trip commute. So just my commute alone steals three hours of my day. And I really like had to come to a moment where I had to bunker down and like, what was my why? Like if I'm going to work and dedicate as much time as I can to my business, I need to figure out my why. So that's my first piece of advice. Jill, you would be surprised at how many people I coach, how many people I talk to in the DMs that expect their business coach or their, uh, just the industry or entrepreneurship just for them to be handed like, this is what you should be doing. Mm. Or like, this is the goal that you should have. Or this is the thing that should motivate you. You have to come up with those things yourself. Like a client asked me the other day, like, do you have any goals for me? I said, well, my goals for all of my clients is to sign in their clients and sign money and like create money in their business. But like you have to define like, what are you doing this for? Because the key thing about entrepreneurship is no one is telling you what to do. Even your coach, your coach isn't telling you what to do. You have to define what do you want this to be? And that's a really challenging thing for us to do, especially as employees, because we're going in and we're working for someone else's dream, right? We're going in and we're already like we have our to-dos, we have our job description. These are the things that we're supposed to do. We have our goals, we have our benchmarks. But when you're in like a business, you have to create all of that. So the first tip I would share is like really have a strong vision and a strong why and ask yourself intentionally, your brain isn't going to do this on its own. Ask yourself, what do I want to create? What are my goals? How much money do I want to make? And like think about those questions. So that's tip number one. Tip number two is, I see so many people that are not planning out their week. And so when they always ask me like, DL, I don't know what to do every week. I'm like, well, did you write it down? Mm-hmm. Like, is it documented somewhere? Are you holding yourself accountable by writing it down? Studies have shown that when you keep a planner, either a digital one or a paper one, just the act of you writing something down, not just like on a to-do list, but a designated time and place will help you so, so much in the accountability of doing that specific action whenever you assigned it. And so I always recommend, like, if you don't have a plan, create one, create one, talk about the, not talk about, but like write out the times where you're going to be posting on social media, write out the times where you're going to go live, write out the times where you're going to have your client calendars and your client meetings, write out the times where you are going to study in that course or write out your coaching calls with your coach. Like write all of it out so you actually have a game plan for the week. Um, and then the third tip that I would share that not, that not that many people talk about, but I think is really, really important is if your life is a mess, your business is going to be a mess. And so one of the things that I really implemented in my business is keeping my life as organized as possible. And so like I would 
iron out and pick out all of my clothes for the week on Sunday so that I wasn't like going to my closet every single Sunday. I mean, every single morning, like picking out my shirt and my pants and my work outfit, all of that was done. I had all my breakfast and my lunches done. All of my dinners were meal prepped by my fiance. I had a tight budget that I always knew where my finances were. I made time to do my laundry, to clean up my house. And when you have an organized life, you then create space for your business. But if you're trying to do all these things and your brain is making a million decisions a day, you're going to become overwhelmed, unorganized, and exhausted from not only your business and your life. And when you're in that state, the first thing to go is your business because no one is forcing you to do that. And so really thinking about how can I have time management for my business, but also for my life? Where can I get more organized in my life? Where do I need to hire help in my life? Like I really rely on the dry cleaners and laundry services now. That's been a really big thing. I have done Instacart so I don't have to go to the grocery store for two hours and all these different things that you can outsource, quote unquote outsource in your life too. And so all of these different systems can help you create more time for your business. Oh my goodness. I love that, that we're talking about like outsourcing stuff. That's not just when it comes to your business. Cause I feel like sometimes people get in their head about that. They need to do everything all the time when it comes to their personal life. And like, even with their business as well, like sometimes it's hard for people to really start outsourcing stuff to like a virtual assistant or an OBM or something because they just need to have that control. But I really enjoyed how you were talking about just organizing your personal life because the way that we do one thing is the way that we're going to do everything else. So I think that is a really like underrated tip when it comes to organizing your business. It starts with you at home organizing everything else. And I actually just hired somebody to come in and start like cleaning my house, which is a huge deal because we're currently renting. And for some reason I would always say like, oh, it's not worth it to have somebody in and clean the house, but I'm spending like three hours a week cleaning or like he's cleaning or whatever. And it's just like, it's super time consuming. So I was like, how can I make this easier on myself? And everyone else is like, you don't need to pay for that, blah, blah, blah. But like, for me, it's really that time that I won't be able to get back that I would be spending on cleaning everything, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I know a lot of people that are now outsourcing like cleaning services within their home. My friend Marvette, she spent like a hundred bucks for a Saturday afternoon, which is only 400 bucks a month. Like that is worth yeah. it. That yeah. is worth it. Having a clean, organized space that you didn't have to touch. And like when they were cleaning, she left her house and she went walking her dog and she went down to like a coffee shop by her apartment. And she had like a moment to herself, which is so rare as like a side hustler and a solopreneur with a growing team. She has, you know, she outsources a little bit, but that really got me going. Like I should just outsource those things too. And it also can help with your relationship. Like Rachel Hollis, when she was still married to Dave, said, <laughs> that's a little shade. I'm sorry. Uh, but like she said, like one of the things they would argue about a lot was like, who's doing the laundry? And they both had really high level jobs. And so they outsourced it to help their relationship. Um, and so like, it can be something that is an expense in the moment, but could really serve you in the long run. 
Totally. Totally. I love that. So let's switch gears a little bit into like lead gen. Cause I know that you just, you're, you're in a really big launch right now with your lead, uh, group program. It's leads for launching, right? Yes. 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 Leads for launching. And that just looks amazing. So can you tell us a little bit about why lead generation is so, so important for your business and just even if you're starting out, just how important it is to have those warm leads ready to purchase from you when you're launching. Yes. So lead generation is something that I've really been doubling down on as far as like speaking about it and educating people on it. Um, for a few different reasons, I enrolled in some of, I enrolled in some of the launch programs that I've just seen floating around in the industry. And I was like, well, those were like really interesting, but I mean, I don't know if it's going to work for me, but I took the leap anyway and I enrolled in their programs and I was very disappointed that they basically outlined these beautiful, really intricate launch plans about what emails to send and when and what to post, when to post, what to say on Instagram stories. And it was all this wonderful content, but they would say like, you need an audience, like make sure your audience is warm, make sure your audience is good to go before you launch. And whenever someone would ask them like, okay, but how do I build this audience? They couldn't really tell us. They, they couldn't really say. And I was like, well, that's such an important piece. Like if you don't have people to sell to, you don't have people consuming your sales content. It doesn't matter how beautiful your Instagram graphics are. It doesn't matter how great your content is or how many emails you send out. If no one is reading them, if no one is engaging, if there's no people there. And so I said, you know what, this year, I'm really going to make a part of my business pillar and like the things I'm talking about in my business education about lead generation. Um, and I think it's really just to put a gap in the market because again, so many people focus on the sales plan, the launch plans, but they aren't focusing on how to actually get people on their email list, their Facebook group, their Instagram in order to generate those leads so that they actually have people to sell to. And so my biggest tip when it comes to lead generation is a couple of things. I would say the number one thing is you have to translate like who your ideal client is into an online format. So there's a lot of exercises that are like, make sure that you think about your ideal client avatar. What does she wear? What's her dream? What's her name? And like, there's tons of worksheets that you can do in your ideal client. But what does she look like on Instagram? That's a very different conversation. So for example, one of my clients, she's a parent coach. So her client is mom. And so I actually, we had like a lot of back and forth about this. Like, who does your mom client look like on Instagram? What does her profile say? What are the pictures that she posts? What are her highlights say? Like, who is your ideal client online? So that would be step one. Step two would then be, really think about where is she hanging out online. So obviously what Facebook groups is she a part of? Who is she following on Instagram? But you can also take that a step further and think about what events would she be going to? What like conferences would she be going to? What community programs would she be putting her kids in? What things would she really have community in? What books does she love to read? What YouTube channels does she love to consume and be a part of? And so thinking about your ideal client in that way and then plugging yourself in those communities. If you have a really popular YouTube channel that you know your ideal client wants to be in and like wants to be a part of, 
plug yourself in there, start to build relationships and then funnel them back to your platform and really think about what are all the different things that my ideal client would be interested in and where can I place them in front, where can I place myself in front of them? And then the last tip I'll share is you also want a passive way to generate leads. And so you can do all of this outreach and the outreach is great for a short-term strategy, but as you're scaling up, you don't always want to be on Instagram or in Facebook groups or like finding hashtags and all of those things. And so you want a passive lead generator. And so what I consider a passive lead generator is a podcast, YouTube channel, or a blog on Pinterest. And so that's really, really important to think about when it comes to what place do I want to put my content so that when people are searching me, my name pops up. When people are searching for my topic or my industry, my name pops up. And so those are just the basics of lead generation. But truly, like before you start to sell or before you start to launch, look at your DMs and be like, do I have people who are engaging with my content? Do I have people who are asking me questions about my industry? Do I have people inquiring about my services? And from there, you can kind of designate and tell, do you need to focus on lead generation before you launch? Holy shit, that was all so good. I was just like absorbing it in, especially the first one. Like, holy crap, I've never really thought about it in terms of like, yeah, we all know like the classic figure out your ideal client avatar, but to actually say, what does she look like? And like, who is she on an online platform? Because sometimes the way that we are in real life is very different than we are on social media. So that one is like such a good tip. And, um, that was all so good, especially because I feel like that is a big gap in the industry in terms of we have so many, like, this is how you do your content and this is how you do this and how you do that. But like lead gen is not necessarily something that's super tapped into. And I honestly haven't really seen it when it came to the online space, except when you started doing your leads for launching. So that is so amazing. And I'm so excited for you with this huge ass launch. Um, and I just wanted to kind of go into a little bit of, you know, this is from Imposter to Empowered. So I wanted to kind of ask you when, like, when's the last time you really felt like a fraud? Is this something that happens often with you? Is this this something that you work through? Is it something that happened at the beginning of your business? Tell us it all. Oh my gosh. All the time. (laughs) All the time. I feel like a fraud. Um, I'll share an example with like this launch release for launching. So right now I have 25 people in the program at a four figure, low four figure investment. I didn't do any sales calls. I didn't do any reach outs. I didn't do anything like that. Um, And it's the first launch that really just picked up so momentum and I didn't really have to push it that hard. Um, I talk about it consistently, but I, I never had to like, again, do any reach outs or anything like that. And it's funny because, and you'll laugh, Jill, the first iteration of this program, I thought I would just do a cute little 147 like mini course. And, oh like, my maybe, God, no. Yes, and <laughs> like maybe 10 people would join. Da, 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 da. And that was like what I thought like people would do. I was like, well, people don't really care about lead generation. Like no one's going to buy it. Like, and that was like my dialogue within myself. It's so laughable now because the program is literally 10 times that. 
as far as the investment and I doubled the goal, almost uh, tripled the goal. And so it happens all the time and where I see it come up the most is within my goal setting. So like where I see that happen the most is within my goal setting. So I often like cut my goals short mm-hmm. and I always go over them, but I haven't learned my yes, my lesson yet. So I think that's why I struggle with imposter syndrome and where it shows up for me. And I think that's really relatable too, because whenever we're doing something new or whenever we're kind of like breaking the status quo, that is when you're kind of going to feel like, okay, who am I to do this? Like, does anybody really care about this? But it's kind of like pushing past that fear and really just giving yourself the permission that like, yes, this is important. This is something that people need. Like, just because you haven't seen it yet, it doesn't mean it shouldn't exist. Like you should just be the first person to really bring it into this space. Um, And I think that when somebody is able to work through that, it's really inspiring because you obviously are not selling it for one fucking 47. Thank God. (laughs) I mean, it would be amazing if you were, but no, it's worth way more than that. But, um, That's the reality too, in terms of just feeling like, okay, who's going to want this because it's not seen before, but that doesn't mean that people don't want it. It just means like you have to kind of get over that fear of being the first person. And I honestly, like, I have to tell you, like, I really don't see stuff when it comes to lead generation in the online space. So the fact that you saw that through and we're like, okay, I'm going to do this is really huge and really inspiring. And I just hope that everybody that's kind of like listening to this remembers that like, even if they have a unique thought or something that they haven't seen before, you don't need the permission to do something. You need to give yourself the permission because at the end of the day, the only person's opinion that you need is yours. And you just have to see it through because that's how you overcome that inner imposter. Exactly. Exactly. And one thing that I kept thinking about was like, whenever, and you're so good at this, Jill, and you talk about it all the time, but like when you're thinking about yourself and when you're so like steep in your own thoughts and feelings and fears, that means you're not thinking about your client and like the people who need your help. So I was like, man, like, there's this one uh, coach who I joined her launch program. And I think I was on the sales page or something because I got a lot of DMS of people like asking me like, Hey, can you tell me about this launch program? And I was super honest. And I said like, it was great, but it's not going to work. Like if you don't have lead generation. Um, and when that happened, it kind of like planted the seed, like, man, I don't want someone enrolling inside of a program thinking that that's their issue right? Like thinking that that's your problem and it's something completely different. And I know this program is not going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And so it really was an act of service and knowing that people literally need this. Like they're in my DMs asking for this. They're in my like space talking about their struggles when it comes to launching. And it's not even their problem, like the actual launch plan. So I think also what helps me like with my inner imposter is thinking about how can I serve someone else? Like, and is like my fear worth someone else struggling and like wandering for their solution? Yes. So true. Because in reality, those thoughts and those 
feelings that we have are so temporary, but like, you're almost like making somebody miss out on an experience that they could have, or like a business that they could have just simply because you don't want to share your opinion because of those limiting beliefs or things that you think are the reason as to why you can't share your opinion or really speak your truth. But, um, once you get through those thoughts and those feelings, you'll realize that again, it's not about you. It's about the client and helping them really achieve what you know that they are capable of achieving, but you can't do that until you open up the doors and just share what you know to be true. And even if you're not that confident in it, even if you're kind of scared and think like, oh, I don't know if this is going to work out, like still do it anyways, because somebody needs to hear what you have to say and somebody needs to hear it specifically from you. So I absolutely love that. And I also wanted to get into just a second. I want to get into the consistent clients club. Um, so for those of you who don't know, again, I am a co-coach in this specific club that VL has created and it's amazing. And something that I kind of wanted to speak on was the fact that there's a lot of like, not secrecy, but there's a lot of like, oh, I want to hit those 10K months and I want to do this and I want to do that. And the secret is consistent clients. So I think it's really cool that you were able to create this group. Um, and can you just tell us a little bit about it? Because I know that you were talking about it potentially being like an evergreen group. So I would love for you to kind of give everybody a sneak peek into what that would look like. Absolutely. And so it's funny when I first created consistent clients club, I didn't like it. <laughs> I didn't like the idea. I felt like I had to do a group because like, that's the thing I needed to scale. And like, I had so much mind drama, but it just goes to show like, sometimes our brains are just complete liars. And just because like, I love my past two groups, but I didn't love how they were run. And so I changed a lot of the structure of Consistent Clients Club. And now I love it. It's like my favorite thing that I've ever created in my business besides these for launching. I like Time Management Queen too. A lot of things in my business I love, but I really love to coach and I love to help women and I love to serve in the capacity that I get to in Consistent Clients. So Consistent Clients is my signature program. It is a program that is designed to help you get consistent clients so you can hit five-figure months and scale to a six-figure business. And it is designed to help you do it in the easiest way possible, focusing on the things that are truly going to move the needle in your business. So yes, we talk all about the sexy things. We talk about launch planning and we talk about funnels and we talk about business models and we talk about all those things, but really we talk about belief a lot. We talk about mindset a lot. We talk about what does it actually take to convert people and overcome sales objections. And the thing about it is when you master the basics, scaling is very easy, but you have to master the basics first. So many people go wrong with that. They want to scale and scale and scale, but their foundation is so rocky. They don't have consistent clients. And so that's something that I really, really focus on. And I'll just share a quick story from one of my clients. So one of my clients, her name is Tiffany. She came to me having clients every now and then, but she really wanted to make it consistent. Like she wanted to be able to count on money coming in time and time again. And so I got her in the club, we met, and she was really struggling with overcoming objections on the call. She had a lot of mindset blocks when it comes to over 
overcoming objections. And it's been a journey for her. She has done a lot of work on her mindset and she loves all of your tapping sessions, Jill, inside of the club. She loves all of them. She uses them all the time. She tells me that. And we were coaching and coaching and coaching. And then she wanted to launch a group program. This is her first ever one, $3,000, which is not like, you know, a little bit of money. That's a good investment for a program. And she wanted 10 people inside and she, her launch is not done yet, but when she closed the second week of her launch, so halfway through, she already had six people inside and she already secured $18,000 in sales. Amazing. Just Instagram, no emails, nothing crazy, no complicated launch funnel. She is creating consistent clients. She is on her way to create a six-figure business within the next 12 to 18 months very easily without like really having to do a lot. And so I love talking about that example of consistent clients can be easy. It can be simple. And it truly is the ticket to five figure months and six figures. Amazing. Yeah. Like I think what always really stuck out to me when it came to the way that you coach and how you kind of run everything is like that client experience and just making it so, so good because it really is in that consistent client experience in terms of having somebody who wants to continue to work with you, having them interested in your other offers that you're doing and just really building that rapport with your audience and with the clients that you're working with. I think that there's a disconnect between that concept and like people thinking like, Oh, how do you get to 10 K? And it's like, it's actually not that complicated, but you have to do the stuff in the beginning, like the regular stuff that you have to do to really achieve that. And that was something that I had never done. So when I came to you at the beginning of um, like last year and I was like, Oh, I want to do a course. You're like, no, no, no. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be so easy. And you're like, no, like you need to sign high ticket. And I ended up signing high ticket and it was a great choice. And now I have an online course, but that was a whole year and a half later in which I have consistent income now coming in because like, I mean, $120 here and there is great, but like the consistency is in those clients. And when you create a great experience for them, they just keep coming back. Exactly. Exactly. And thinking about it, there's so many different things that you have to consider like versus a course versus coaching. But one thing I always remind my clients is like, I'm not telling you to never launch a course. I'm not saying never launch a group, never launch a membership or anything that you want to do. But if you think about it, if you want something that is so hands-off, you still want it to provide a transformation. If you want a course, you still want it to provide a really good transformation for your clients. And so you need experience coaching them first. You need experience knowing what are their roadblocks. What are the things that they're getting stuck? That experience is going to shape your business forever. I was the same way. I coached for a year and a half before I ever had anything passive, not even a workshop, like not even something small. I always coached because I just wanted to master my ideal client. I wanted to get inside of her brain so much that when I did scale and when like my programs and like my group coaching programs and my courses do come out, I want them to be as potent as working with me one-on-one. And so in order to get that potency, I needed to know them frontwards and backwards and really understand who they are. And that takes time. 
and that takes skill and like you have to build that skill and, like just to wrap all this up and like what I always tell my clients who like sign maybe one or two one-on-ones and then they're like okay I want a group or they sign like one or two clients and they're like okay I want a signature course I always say to them like do you want to fall on your face in front of one person or an audience right because if you're still new and that's not to like shame anyone but if you're still new you're still gonna make mistakes in the coaching process you're still learning how to coach how to hold space for people how to listen and not take things personally if your client isn't getting results and all of those things and so when you scale that too fast that can hurt you as a practitioner and also hurt your clients and so it's just thinking about like being okay with where you are and really understand like this is what you have to do right now but it's going to set your business up for so much success i would have never thought about time management queen if i didn't work with so many one-on-one clients i would have never thought about leads for launching if i didn't work with so many clients your best ideas will come in that intimacy of working one-on-one and in small groups a hundred percent and you also just get the experience too to like talk about it when you like go on podcasts like you were doing in this episode or like to infuse into your other coaching calls or into your content and stuff like that. It's just working with people. I mean, if you're going to be a coach, then you're going to be obviously like working with people, but it's just so unmatched. And I think there is also a lot to say when it comes to overcoming your inner imposter too, is like, you need that experience. You need to be kind of uncomfortable and be like, okay, like I am putting it all on the line. I'm coaching this person and helping them through this. And you just learn so much about yourself and about your ideal client who you actually enjoy working with, what hours you enjoy working, um, what kind of container you want to create for your client. And this will really build a solid foundation for the rest of your business. So I love all of that DL. Thank you so much for being on the pod today. And can you please tell us where you are in terms of Instagram, your social media, your podcast, all that good stuff? Absolutely. So you can follow me on Instagram at DL Sharon. You can also look up my podcast, which is called the School of Ambition podcast. And Jill is on there as well. She has an episode. But yeah, those are the main ways that you can connect with me. Amazing. So again, thank you so much. You're amazing. And I will talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the From Imposter to Empowered podcast with me, Jillian Perrick. If you loved this episode, take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram story. And don't forget to tag me at your coach, Jill. Of course, I'd love for you to rate the podcast five stars and leave a review. And if you screenshot your review and send it to me at your coach, Jill on Instagram, I'll send you a free gift. At the very least, make sure you follow me on Instagram again at your coach, Jill for tons of free content strategies and inspo. See you next time.